Hey wrestling fans, welcome back to another episode of the Joke Slam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the Ultimate One, coming to you live from New York City. I am back from Georgia after enjoying a mini vacation out there, but I'm back in the podcast to give you um, the latest. And um, most likely tonight, I will be going through the Raw show that happened. Um, um last night um i sat down and i actually watched a whole raw show which i really don't i just go through it i review it real quick look through the highlights and maybe give you my little opinion about it but tonight i went sat down and actually uh watched the whole show to give you my input um as far as the show is concerned the beginning of the show that started off with them uh, talking highly about the wwe title that's been around for almost 50 plus years and i said wow they really opening the show to wow to bring back some type of you know history of uh, some history lessons to those WWE fans that don't really know how everything started in 1960s, 70s, whatever. But then they went and it, they went straight to damage control. You know, where I said, okay, it sounds good, but then all of a sudden they start talking about a 24-7 belt. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? So they start showing little clips about the, all these catering wrestlers going after the 24-7 champion. I was like, what the hell? But to make the matter worse, they started off raw tonight or last night with an opening match for the 24-7 title and it was an intergender match where Maverick will have his wife and his, um, as a tag team partner and Carmella and R-Truth wrestle each other the match was not something that I won't even give it up to that's how bad it was but then what makes it worse in this match was that they had all these catering wrestlers. I call them catering wrestlers because they're all in the back. They really don't come up. They had the Lucha Hearts party out there. They had Titus O'Neil. They had Michael Canellis. Uh, I forgot who else was out there. Um, Kurt Ryder uh, or Kurt Hawkins, whatever his name is. Zack Ryder. They were all out there. And I'm like, okay, this is not the way, good way to open up the, the segment, the show. At the end... Um, Camilla and R2 beat um, Maverick and his wife and then all the wrestlers that were outside decided to get to the ring apron and surround R2 for the belt because once the match was over the 24-7 rule was out, you know, was on so it was just nonsense so so they all jumped R2 but the first person that jumped R2 to cover him was Michael Canellis. Michael Canellis. Uh, was the first one to jump on him everybody else followed on top and next thing there was a three count I'm looking like this uh, are you serious all these wrestlers are pending who's going to be the champion out of that whole pile wrestler Michael Canellis came out with the 24-7 belt so now we have Michael Canellis the 24-7 champion so I'm like oh my god what, what is going on so now Michael Canellis is the 24-7 champion during this Raw event so they went and decided you know to go out of that then they mentioned about the the um, the gauntlet match with with the winner of that gauntlet match to become the number one contention or contender to AJ Styles United States title uh, and whoever won that gauntlet will face AJ Styles at SummerSlam um, the show was pretty that, that gauntlet was pretty good it wasn't bad I mean but one thing they caught my eye real quick that during the Cesaro match and Cesaro versus Mysterio match they went to commercial breaks 
I said, wait a minute. Wasn't a couple of weeks ago that they were talking about, oh, they weren't going to go to commercials because, you know, for some odd, odd reason. I mean, I was like, oh, what the hell? So that was one part that I saw t- in, in the Raw um, show um, tonight or last night um, that caught my eye. And then it happened again, if I believe, in the Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins-Ziggler match. And I was like, okay, that's twice. They've done it. So WWE don't know what the hell they want to do because one minute they say no, we're gonna have no commercials during the during matches, and then there was two of them in two matches. So anyway, but the whole Golden match was pretty good. I can't I can't um, bring it um, bring the whole segment of that down with the exception that Sami Zayn participated in this Golden match and they decided to bury him again. Yes, to bury him again. Um, he um, came in the ring against Rey Mysterio. Mysterio ended up pinning him like nothing. It was, I think, probably a minute or two. And he ended up pinning him. So I don't know what is the situation with Sami Zayn. Why they're not giving him the proper props that he deserves. Um, he's Ever since he came back from his injury, this guy has been getting pinned left and right. Um, I feel like, you know... Um, they're not respecting him at all. They're, they're not respecting him at all. And um, they, what they should do is pretty much, um, you know, um, give him give him an opportunity for him to, to, you know, to um, succeed in the in WWE. They not they not they ever seen, the only title he has won that's WWE was the, I believe was the uh, NXT, which is, to them that doesn't count. So it, it was just uh, it was very disturbing to me that how they treated this guy. You know, um, with the, when it comes to the, to to him as a character, but the winner of the gauntlet ended up winning, being Ricochet. I mean, the Ricochet facing off with Andrade was a great match. Those two guys, you know, for me, as I'm not really a WWE fan, but seeing Ricochet against Andrade, a guy who wrestled in CMML, uh, Andrade himself, and Ricochet wrestled in Japan all over. Uh, all over the United States and uh, in the world, and even in um, uh, under, uh, Lucha Underground, it was a great match. I think these guys should have wrestled a long time ago for the United States title, but in this case, they they wrestled for the Golden match. Uh, Watching well, the Golden match, and, and Ricochet ended up winning that title. So they went to, now to the next segment. The next segment was they show all the wrestlers chasing. Um, actually, no, that was before that but Maria and was in the locker room with Michael Canellas she asked him to lay down and he complied and she ended up pinning Michael Canellas so now Maria pregnant Maria is now the 24-7 title now my thing is I do not want to hear no WWE fan think this is cute this is not cute you know what I'm saying this is bad for wrestling pro wrestling when you have a woman first of all pregnant now she has a title, so now, not that it's wrong for a woman to be pregnant. My thing is, why you're giving a title if you're trying to make meaning to it? Why are you making a woman hold the belt and then tap it off to do what? Now she can't be touched, so now she's gonna be walking around with the belt. WWE, well, this is a Vince McMahon once again with his hand and thinking that WWE is supposed to be comedy. This is professional wrestling, but then again, I'm gonna take that back. Because McMahon doesn't think that WWE is pro wrestling. It's sports entertainment. So, 
that that's a problem to me but um so to me um you know it's just it's mind-boggling to me it's very mind-boggling of what's going on with with this um so then they show the alexa bliss segment which to me another worthless segment having her sitting down with 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 nikki cross to talk garbage to just waste time nikki cross should be in the ring wrestling doing her 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 gimmick which i love when she was in nxt when her and oscar had this crazy match uh was I, I believe it was a four counts anyway, man. But no, they have us stuck with, with, with Alexa Bliss, who's is garbage to me. Her segment is garbage. I, I don't understand, but it's I, I don't know. But uh, they just wasted time that segment just to talk about uh, how um, um, Becky Lynch disrespected uh, David Finley and um, Natalia because Becky supposedly attacked Natalia during a training section. So it's just nonsense. It goes to show you. I just want to show you one of the reasons why I don't watch WWE because this is not what I want to see. This is garbage. This is just absolutely garbage. It's a waste of time. So, you know, it's crazy. But this is what you wrestling fans have to go through. WWE does not care about the wrestling fans. But when they show this, you know, you go from having a great uh, gauntlet match because it wasn't bad at all to now... You bring a garbage segment with Maria Canellas and then another garbage segment right behind it. So I don't understand it. It's ridiculous. So anyway, I will continue to talk about this as you know as I go and you know and take a breath back because this is getting me hyper. So we'll be right back. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back. Um... We're going to continue on with this WWE Raw uh, show that happened um, from Little Rock, Arkansas. So, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of WWE fans that probably don't watch really uh, wrestling outside of WWE world. But, um, but so there was a triple threat tag team title match between the Usos, the Revival, and the OCs, the original club. Um... This was a great match. So they went from having a great ma- uh, a calling match to bringing garbage in between to bring another great match. Um, so that 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 match was pretty good. I mean, these guys went back and forth. I mean, to me, the one thing I could bring up is the Usos. Pretty much, I think they getting punished because of the Jimmy Uso arrest. This is the second time, I think, in less than a month that he got arrested. Oh, wow. I think it was Wednesday or Thursday he got arrested. Um, so, I think they're going to get punished. Um, they're not as strong as that they were in SmackDown when they were doing the Uso penitentiary thing. That They're just now like clowns now. So, um, and I noticed they teaming up with uh, Roman, which uh, I don't know what's that with that. But, but anyway... 
But the, this match was pretty good. But the one thing that I noticed was that uh, the revival uh, had the trunks, the FTR, and everybody's, you know, remember FTR back in the day was F the revival. I think pretty much to them, for them rocking that, it's free the revival. That's why they make the hashtag. They probably want to leave WWE. WWE keeps holding them now. They gave them the title. They took them away from them. They gave them the titles back, and they took them away from them again. So, I don't know. The, the tag team division right now is kind of iffy. Now, for them to give the belts to the original club, so for them to now have AJ Styles with a second, uh, I say a second-rate title, because the United States title really, in reality, is not as great as the United States title back in the 80s and 90s when it meant something. So even though the whole club has belts, that don't mean nothing. Now, can we see maybe uh, a, a, a dream match between uh, the, the original club versus the Undisputed Era? That would be great. Think about it. If the original club decides to bring Finn Balor into the fold, now you got these four against the Undisputed Era. That would be a match of the year. If WWE knows how to play it. If they know how to play it. But you know for a fact they're going to mess it up. Hey, they messed up the Nakamura against AJ. They're going to mess. Definitely they're going to mess this up. But don't be surprised if Finn Balor joins the OC. Some way probably in SummerSlam or in between that. So that's that's gonna be something. But the OC wins the belt. Um, they should make matches like this on the tag team every week. They don't. They do it. To, they did it last night, and then next week you won't see it again. And this this is the thing that that, that happens. But that that match, I know for a fact that Paul Heyman has something to do with that because it was a great match. It was a long tag team match. Most of the sometimes they put a tag team matches and they put them long, but it's garbage, it drags. But this was a good match. So after that, um, it started rewinding back to what happened the previous Monday night, the Raw reunion. The one thing I know about WWE, they love, they love going back to the glory days. They talk about how great um, the, re, the reunion was, and I'm like, this is the reason I said about I believe sometime last week when I said um, that WWE loves it, lives in the glory because as, as I read in Dirt Sheets that they're trying to bring Trish Stratus into SummerSlam so I'm like okay we got all these divas who are trying to make the name for them like Amber Moon uh, Oscar all these, and you want to go and bring somebody they wrestled in the Attitude Era which is ridiculous I, they want to live off the glory days and they started showing the stuff that happened in the glory days then they showed about how Dolph Ziggler on uh, the following um, Smackdown disrespected Shawn Michaels who cares this is Dolph, this is the best you got for Dolph Ziggler Ziggler right now you know he, he lost to Kofi Kingston now he's getting into some uh, stupidity with The Miz now Seth Rollins playing company man it's just mad ridiculous that every time i see it, it just don't make sense they don't be consistent they don't have that have a good match and then garbage 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 and then a good match who's gonna watch that you know it's just nonsense so then they went and they went to the segment with the viking raiders now they wrestled two guys i never heard of a carter and a james in a squash match this is not the 1980s 1980s when you had these squad matches when you try to put uh, 
how you call it, a wrestler over as a big heel and he'll squash everybody. And this is 2019. This is 2019. 2019. And you having squash matches? The Viking Raiders been there for over three or four months. Why are they having wrestled the Usos? Why are they having wrestled uh, uh, Anderson Gallows? Why are they having wrestled the Revival? Why? Why has not that happened? And they keep putting these guys over us in squash matches. I don't get it. I don't get it. This is not the 1980s. And then, talking about tag team, then they go and go to the back segment with the Street Profits, the NXT Tag Team Champions. These guys, why you got them in the back with the belts if you're not going to be defending the NXT title in Raw? Why? To be cheerleaders? And Seth Rollins comes out acting like, you know, they're acting like fools and all that. <coughs> and, um, I was very, very, like, disappointed. Like, they got these guys every week cheering and talking about something. And I don't know. It, it really, it really, really disappoints me when I see guys. I've seen the Street Profit wrestle, and I think they are the future, even though I think they're a, 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 a full version of uh, uh, the the guys from um, AEW. Oh, my God, I forgot their names. But uh, Private Party, that's what I'm talking about. They're like that version but I think Private Party is a little better than them. But I'm like, why you have the Street Profits in backstage segments? Why they haven't been wrestling? So that means to tell me that NXT TakeOver in a couple of weeks, they're going to lose those belts to uh, Undisputed Era and whatnot. So it's going to be a TakeOver, Undisputed TakeOver. That's the way I'm looking at that part. And I'll probably talk about that in a couple of weeks. But Street Profits wasting their time in the back. Um... Then we had the Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss. That match has so many botches. Oh my God. And people can argue with me and say, no, that's not true. You see anything? No. There were many, many botches in this match. Um, there was one point Becky went to kick Alexa Bliss in the face and she totally missed her by a mile. I was like, oh my God. It's, it's ridiculous. And again, and um, doing that uh, after supposedly Bliss got hurt. Um, Nikki Cross then challenged uh, uh, Becky Lynch for that. Um, for the, I think it was for the world title of Ancarello. She just challenged her. At one point before Nikki Cross got pinned, uh, it looked like Becky Lynch cannot pick up um, Nikki Cross to uh, his uh, fisherman suplex because Nikki Cross kept botching it. Like she couldn't go up, and it was just the timing was horrible. But at the end of that match, of course. Uh, Becky Lynn twins and then um, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross decided to attack um, Becky Lynch in that match and then it, Natalia came out I mean which I find it kind of weird because Natalia got attacked earlier during the day uh, by Becky Lynch in the training with uh, David Finley instead uh, Becky Lynch decided to um, to put the not Becky Lynch uh, Natalia put Becky Lynch in the uh in the uh, Scorpion Deathlock or the Sharpshooter, whatever you want to call it, and uh, made her scream like a pig or whatever the hell you want to call that, you too. But this just didn't really fascinate me at all. I, Becky Lynch, I'm over her already. She's just like a, she has become the the Seth Rollins um, company girl or whatever you want to call it. Oh, and don't forget their boyfriend and girlfriend. Who cares? I really don't care for any of those two. But I believe Polly Natalia is going to end up pinning. Uh, either um, pinning, not, actually not pinning, because uh, in the back, I know she claimed uh, 
and she would like to challenge Becky Lynch in a submission match, which will be the disarmor for Becky Lynch and the sharpshooter from Natalia. But she thinks that this girl's not gonna um she's not gonna accept the challenge. But we will see. I mean, it would be a good thing to see to uh, to see if WWE punished Natalia for Bret Hart showing up at double or nothing to introduce the AEW title. Because there's ways for them to get punished. They make it look like they're pushing you and then they squat you like a bug. So you never know. But um, definitely um, that's something to look forward to. But we'll be right back to finish this up after this. We're back and we're going to be talking now about the Seth Rollins versus Ziggler match. Uh, it looks to me they are trying to continue from last week where the OC's uh, AJ Styles was wrestling Seth Rollins, and at the end of that match, uh, they, uh, the OC attacks say um, the uh, the attack Rollins, uh, and then DX came out for the save. Um, so you know the rest. I mean, but I have a, 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 a thing with that because it looked like uh, WWE was making sure that. They're saying this is our company guy and DX and the click. You could rub elbows, which should have been Ricochet, but Ricochet was hurt last week, so that's why Seth Rollins wrestled um, AJ Styles. But that's another story itself. But Rollins and Sigler match, bunch of super kicks, same crap. I've seen this wrestling, these guys wrestle plenty of times. But what was interesting was that during the match, Brock Lesnar came out and pretty much destroyed. Of Seth Rollins kept doing F5 on him while on top of a chair that was in the ring. Rollins kept falling into the into the chair, the back of the chair on his ribs, and this put a smile on my face because I cannot stand Seth Rollins. He has become annoying with on social media, the crying wolf because of John Moxley leaving WWE and how great WWE is, and the fans should not the bull WWE and. Fans love hating WWE. So me seeing this, this, this put a smile on my face because somebody needs to shut him up. And he's been talking a lot of crap about uh, Brock Lesnar. So I don't know where this going with with the SummerSlam joint. Are they gonna, are they gonna put them two in a match where everything, anything goes? We don't know. I mean, Brock looked like he looked bigger than ever now. So he looks like he's bulked up. He's he's not doing the AM uh, the MMA anymore. So I guess he's not. I guess he's um, shooting up steroids. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he is not. But but this was a uh, it was weird because then while they were taking Seth Rollins to the back, um, I believe Roman Reigns came to talk about to talk to Rollins, and then all of a sudden uh, the OCs are attacking the Usos, and then uh, then uh, Roman Reigns jumped in. Then all of a sudden you got some more Joe jumping. Uh, Roman Reigns and it was supposed to be a Samoan summit that never happened because then we go to the segment and then you have um, uh, Roman Reigns fighting um, Samoan Joe outside the ring all of a sudden you got uh, Joe McIntyre coming in jumping um, Roman Reigns then from there you saw Cedric Alexander pop out then from Cedric Alexander then you have the OCs come out then from the OCs the Usos came out it was just craziness going all over the place and I'm like okay but the one guy that I saw that was in the middle of all this was Cedric Alexander so now I'm saying to myself so now you guys decide after three years this guy is in the company that 
competed in the Cruiserweight tournament three years ago. Now you want to push him? That's how long? So now you want to push him, but then you want to push him with Roman Reigns, the Usos, and, you know, which it's like Roman Reigns, oh, follow Roman Reigns, so we could push you. It's just nonsense. To me, it's like, don't be surprised. This will be an A-man tag in SummerSlam between the OCs, Dolph Ziggler, uh, not Dolph Ziggler, I'm sorry, uh, Drew McIntyre, and who was the other guy? Oh, and Samoa Joe against the Usos, the Roman Reigns, and Cedric Alexander. So, there you have it. This is this was what happened last night. I, for one, this is one of the reasons why I don't watch WWE because it's too complicated. When I do these podcasts, I pretty much tell you the match. I love, you know, reviewing other companies because you don't have to go through all this, this backstage segments, this stupidity, all this worthless titles that they have is just junk it's garbage it should not be in professional wrestling at all and for anybody who thinks that this show last night was good guess what it wasn't it's still garbage it's still going same thing don't get me wrong the gauntlet match was good the tag team triple threat match was good and after that everything went downhill there's no way anybody could justify this at all. And for all these WWE apologists, they think that, oh, it's just sports entertainment. No. This is wrestling, not sports entertainment. You want entertainment, you go to a circus. And this is what WWE has become, a circus. And this needs to stop. It needs to stop. You've got some hand of Paul Heyman in it, but then the rest is Vince McMahon. So why you hire Paul Heyman then? It makes no sense. But anyway, that is my report for the night. But once again, I want to thank all my subscribers who are listening to this podcast today. And if you have friends who listen, who watches wrestling and likes hearing what's going on behind the scene, just tell them about this podcast, the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. I bring news. I give you a review like tonight. I mean, this I usually don't do a WWE review, but I said, you know what? I'll be fair enough for the WWE fans. So I went and I sat down to this three hours of horrendous event. So it's just not, I'm not used to this. I'm not, I can't. It's just, and I've been a WWE fan for many years I've, since the Bruno San Martino days. And I had to go through this Um pain that a lot of you real real wrestling fans that love professional wrestling go through every Monday night and I have to go through it so with that being said again I want to thank to all my listeners if you guys have any wrestling uh, friends who love hearing about wrestling tell them about this podcast subscribe to my um, to my podcast through Apple through Spotify other means of platforms I also have a YouTube channel um, it's in the works well actually it's not in the works it's been up already the last two months um, you can subscribe to that channel called Ultimate One Wrestling News I will be going live this Saturday or Friday night one of those but I'll be going live so and you'll catch me on YouTube on Twitch also on the Twitch you can catch me by the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, but I'll be live through the Ultimate One Wrestling News channel. So don't miss it. That's Ultimate, the number one wrestling news. You could also check me out 
on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter by Ultimate One Wrestling News. Don't miss anything that's going on behind the scene of wrestling. I'm on top of everything every single day. You never know what new stuff you're going to be able to miss if you're not on point. You don't want to watch a wrestling event and be like, oh, what the hell happened? You want to be on top of things so you could spec stuff, you know, and then you, you know, or if a guy don't show up at a wrestling event, you'll be like, what, what, why didn't he show up? Sometimes you got to know what happens behind the scene and I'm on top of that, everything. So, um, with that, I'll try to be back maybe Thursday, depending. It's been a very slow week in wrestling. So, I'll probably come Thursday and hit something real quick, see what's going on. I usually record on Mondays, but like I said, I was on vacation, or mini vacation in Georgia, which I did a podcast on Friday from Georgia, and I had to come back to my wrestling fans to give them the latest. And so, I'm back in New York, hot and humid, steamy New York. I'm here. But... With that, I want to thank you for listening, and I'll see you very soon.